Welcome to The Underlay, a Clever Choice podcast, where we go inside and under the flooring industry. Welcome to The Underlay, a Clever Choice podcast, and this is episode three. And with me, as always, is our co-host, General Manager of Clever Choice, Michael Roberts. How are you, mate? Yeah, good morning, Matt. Doing really well. Are you really, though, mate? Are you doing really well? Well, I'm down in Melbourne. I've got um, a flu. And, yeah, apart from that, a couple of codeine tablets and I'm up and buzzing. Absolutely, mate. And uh, looking forward to episode three. We've had a couple successful episodes that have been well-received, both internally and externally. And obviously last week was a highlight with uh, Doug from Pancare. So it's going to be a very tough gig to follow up from that that interview that we had. But with us as a special guest in the studio, in the panic room with us, is owner, founder of Straight Up Digital, Chris Bindley. How are you, Chris? I'm well, Matt. How are you? I'm doing very well, mate. Just tell us maybe just a little bit about uh, your relationship with Clever Choice. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, we've been working with Clever for the last couple of years. Uh, initial um, introductions to Clever were to look after uh, after some components of the marketing for them, and then we've um, we've gone on to effectively be their marketing partner of choice over the last year or so. So Michael and I have had a fairly close relationship for the last couple of years, at least now. Yeah, excellent, excellent. We'll get it, we'll dive a little bit more into that in a minute. But Michael, you were saying you're down in Melbourne, and what are you down in Melbourne for? Yeah, Matt, I came down on Saturday, uh, as we heard in the previous podcast, um, Doug Hawking and his team put on their 10th annual ball. Uh, it was an amazing event that both Ian Walker, our state manager down here, and I attended, uh, along with Floor World, our, one of our major business partners. It was really good, really good to get amongst a different group of people, um, very open, some nice live auctions, uh, raised hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it was so good to support a great charity that we get behind. Yeah, mate. I know last week there was a lot of conjecture about your uh, dancing ability and, and, and how you'd be received. How'd you go? Did you did you do Clever Choice Proud? Yeah, mate. I broke out on the dance floor after a couple of nice wines. Uh, there's some images that I believe are being uploaded to our social media as we speak now. So I did clever proud. Oh, mate, and there was it was never in doubt. To be perfectly honest, uh, mate, very excited. And what was the highlight of the night? My highlight of the night was we had a couple of the Pancare staff actually come up to to Ian and I, and I was blown away because when we walked in, we really didn't sort of know too many. You know, out of four hundred people. Uh, we didn't know too many people. So to have uh, some of the staff come up and thank us uh, for the podcast and the questions that we asked and really gave a lot of exposure to, you know, what Pancare actually does. So that definitely was one of my highlights of the night. And secondly, just getting around, meeting so many different people, you know, from all walks of life. We were there in discussions with surgeons who are out there saving people's lives then talking to people that had survived cancer. So it was, 
yeah, I, I really can't sort of put it down to one highlight, but yeah, the whole night was absolutely amazing. And um, I really do recommend anyone um, out there who you know wants to get behind a good organisation to get behind Pancare. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I've seen and I've seen some of those photos, and and they're a treat. And uh, I'm looking forward to. I'm pretty sure you've got some that you've hidden away that are not really for public consumption. I look forward to maybe uh, catching them next time we catch up in the in the panic room. Definitely, mate. Uh, so Chris has already mentioned that they've been a partner for with Clever Choice for about two years now. And I guess a good place to start for you, Michael, is now what led you to deciding that outsourcing your marketing was a good way to go? And then I guess on from that, why straight up digital? Yeah, good question, Matt. Um, a couple of years ago with the merger with Clever Choice, um, we were at that point of taking our business to the next level. Um, initially had our own internal marketing, uh, but just found that all the different types of marketing, which I'm sure Chris will go through, um, to have one person sort of manage all that was just becoming, I guess, difficult for, for our team. So we... Um, decided to outsource the marketing and got on the internet as uh, most people do these days and um, straight up digital was there and the one thing I really liked about Chris was I think it was probably 10 seconds after I pressed the send button I had a response so straight away that to me showed that you guys are either on the ball or had a system in place to you know, react straight away to your potential clients. And that's exactly... Or, or, just, just, or get very little inquiries and are very quick to sort of jump on them whenever they come in. Yeah, well, I'll let Chris answer that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, I guess that was one of the things we were looking for. You know, here at Clever, customer service is at, at our highest priority. So to get that instant response, you know, that was a massive tick for me. Uh, and to be fair, a lot of your competitors didn't even respond to my web inquiries. So, you know, kudos to you guys um, for for doing that. And here we are, two years down the track. Yeah, it's got it's been a really quick two years as well, and it's it's amazing that we sit here and say that it's been two years. And uh, and I know that I pretty much started with straight up not long after you guys had come on board. And so I've, I've been able to see uh, the relationship grow and, and clever grow and actually straight up grow as well in that time. It's been pretty, it's been pretty good journey. A lot of similes between the companies in terms of their, uh, their outlooks and their, and their ethos, I guess, around business. So it's really exciting. So Chris, you said, like Michael just said there, there was a web inquiry sent through and, and, and you jumped on that. What sort of services do you offer for clever and, you know, what sort of relationship do you have with them? Well, I think it's important to point out that not a lot of people in our game actually respond. Um, not a lot of um, companies in marketing tend to tell you much of what's going on. So for us, it's always been part of our ethos to be straight up, but also to be um, to be act, uh, to be contactable, um, so that people can actually have access to us. So for me, I've, I've always had a pet hate when um, you don't get back to people, whether that's bad or good. Um, for us, communication is key. So 
the idea of having someone that can actually reach out to an inquiry and and find out whether they uh, whether we can help them or not was really important to me firstly I think secondly for us we in many senses over the last couple of years have I suppose matured our our offering um, and a, a lot of the the dynamics that have gone into that offering have been from some of the learnings we've also taken away from our relationship with Clever. So for us, it's been probably two years now since we've had in the marketplace the offering, which is agency as a service. And where that came about was that we started doing more and more things for people. So we started with search. We then went on to doing Google ads. Um, from from search, we branched out into social and then we realized that we actually didn't have the ability or we had the ability, but we weren't offering it to the clients, the ability to actually have good creative or, or write content, which is where you came into the picture. And then once we realized all of those parts of the puzzle, we realized that's actually what we were. We we're offering an agency as a service. So that model has been refined over the last couple of years with some of our core partners like Clever. Uh, and today, really what that offering looks like is an extension of your marketing team. So, you know, Michael rightly pointed out before that if you have that skill in a single person, then you've got a single person of failure and also you have a limit to their knowledge. And the, the idea behind the offering is there's seven, eight people locally here. We have another 12 around the globe where we have the collective knowledge. And, you know, it's it's in many cases, sometimes less than half the price of a single full-time employee. So that's what we offer and the relationship we have with Clever in many ways. They've, they've been a founding client of that and we've been able to learn from our experiences with them along the way. It's been great. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and, and not only that now, I think that it you talk about being an extension. And Michael, I'd like to hear your feedback on this this question as well, is that like, or this statement, is that you say that they become an extension of the marketing company but I think it feels more with Clever Choice. I think it feels that we're actually part of the team, and I think that's why it works so well. We now have a a weekly a weekly meeting, a weekly catch up. So we are we we really do are made to feel that we are part of the team, which is I think is helps us, I guess, take it to the next step. It's been really important. Mike, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, one hundred percent. From the first time that I met Chris, um, we hit it off, and. You know, as you heard in previous podcasts, we're more like a family here at Clever Choice. So to meet Chris and then to meet, I guess, your family and your team, it just felt comforting. And when you can be open and have those open conversations and grow together, uh, and like you said, you know, Ian Gus comes in there weekly, meets with your team. Um, you and I meet fortnightly. Uh, so it is an extension of what we do and a good understanding um, that, you know, we're going to grow and evolve together. So for me, that's the exciting part, seeing, you know, Straight Up Digital um, grow over the past couple of years, also then enhancing our growth. So that's the part that really resonates with me is that mutual growth, mutual relationship, and that we all get on and have a good laugh. Yeah, there's no doubt, mate, we do have a good laugh. And I think that we don't take things too seriously, um, except when it needs to be. I, I've, I've been in a couple of meetings with you, Michael, where you've had your spreadsheets open in front of you and you got a bit of a scowl on, but that's fine. We can take the good with the bad every now and again. But look, I think that it, it's quite funny how people find each other because I guess both you and Chris are, are ardent surf club people. 
Chris is just on the back end, but Michael, you're still, as we've spoken before on the podcast, a deep in the uh, in the surf club movement here. So I guess it must be comforting knowing that when you meet someone and suddenly you've got an instant, I guess, uh, hobby that you share and a, and, a, and a love that you share, that must have made things a bit easier as well. Yeah, for sure. As I said, you know, we've both got a lot of passion around the surf club and surf lifesaving in general. So, yeah, so it's good to have common goals, common interests. And, yeah, Chris and I find ourselves speaking probably a lot more around uh, surf lifesaving than we do marketing. So, you know, that's always good as well. Well, there's probably a lot more politics in surf lifesaving than there is in marketing, I would think. A hundred percent. There, uh, It's never a dull moment in in surf, that's for sure. And I think, you know, it's interesting when we first met, Michael, I, I don't intentionally look for a common ground, but it definitely helps when I speak with a client and we have a common interest. And yeah, I, I think that first meeting, if it went for an hour, it was 45 minutes surf and, uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes um, talking about what we actually could do. And when you have that commonality, I think it does make a difference. And in fact, the ongoing discussions we have, obviously we have the obligatory conversation around what we're actually doing as a business. Um, yep. And we've obviously got the people in the roles that uh, are there for a specific reason. Um, but there's a lot of time um, with Michael and myself just you know, chewing the fat and talking about the differences between our clubs and some of the things that we've um, done in the past. It's it's definitely, once you've shared that sort of common interest, and whether it's surf club, whether it's, um, you know, daughters or, or son's sports, um, you, you definitely you get to know a person on a deeper level. And I think if we have any talent here at Straight Up, it's it's actually about getting to know the people, not just the brand. I think, I think that's key. I think that in order for... Uh... I guess us as straight up to do our job, we really do need to know the people. We need to know the company intimately. We need to know how it ticks. And that way we can really feel the heartbeat of what they do and and, and then be able to provide a strategy and and become not just an extension, but part of the team, which I think is essential. I think we've done that. And I think in, it's evolving. I think that obviously this podcast is is the next step in the evolution and, and who knows what's next. Uh, Michael, Loves to stir the pot and keep things uh, keep things interesting. So who knows what's around the corner? And that's what I think is really excited about the uh, exciting about the relationship with Clever Choice. And straight up has done that. You know, from the very get go, uh, Chris brought the team in. Uh, Mariah, Georgia, and the rest of your team came up to our office and took the time to get to know our whole team. Uh, took the time. I remember sitting around the table again, having some laughs, but. You really did, you know, take the time to know what we do. And I think that resonates in the marketing and the way that um, Straight Up Digital presents Clever Choice to the market. Um, so it's definitely, definitely a huge part of what you guys do is take the time to get to know us, get to know our business, and then translate that into, into our brand and our, our marketing. I guess it sort of shows, Michael, because I think we're doing okay, you and I, as co-hosts of this podcast. We seem to be, uh, you know, quite comfortable with each other and people, I guess, wouldn't know that I'm actually just one of the minions that works for you, really. But I feel completely part of the Clever Choice team, 100%. Well, so thank you, mate. No, thank you, because you know, we've only done two podcasts so far and already after each one, we've had people uh, that... I didn't know previous to the podcast actually come up and 
say how good we're actually doing and to keep going. Um, and one of them actually at the Pancare was one of our competitors marketing team came up and said that they're watching what we're doing very closely. So that that blew me away to think, and this is not a small competitor, this is one of our larger competitors in the market, is watching what we're doing. So it shows, you know, one, how good you are, and I'm here for the ride. <laughs> Mate, we're ha- we're having a lot of f- we're having a lot of fun. We're, we're definitely having a lot of fun. There's no doubt. And mate, we're, I know that, and I'm not going to speak for Chris, but uh, I know that from a straight up perspective, we're very excited to continue the relationship, keep working with you, and and seeing what's around the corner. Uh, As are we? Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, so Chris, it's as we said, two years. Uh, it's really a mutually beneficial relationship. You said earlier that we. Politely, you said that Clever Choice were essentially a crash test dummy for the agency as a service model. But you, through them, you have been able to evolve that that product to something that's quite special and unique. And I guess that it's only because of the relationship that you have with with Michael and with the team that that's been about that's been able to to achieve that, right? Absolutely. I think um, I'd love to say this about all of our clients, but I think if we had that relationship with all of our clients, it'd be pretty crazy in that if I want to know what Michael really thinks, then I ask him. And I think that's testament to the relationship we have where if he's not happy, he will tell us, but also if he has advice, he will tell us. So part of the major strategy discussion we had at the start of the year was to be on the same roadmap, um, what we've found historically is we tend to be a little bit, and I think that maybe that's a, it's a marketing, um, it's a marketing generic thing where uh, people they tend to think that marketing sits in isolation to the rest of the business, and and it, it's probably true for sales as well, but it's at its most effective when it's actually when it's inside the entire business model, and so with us with with the team, and not just Michael. I mean, I know that Ian and Mariah and Georgia and the rest of the team work quite closely on an ongoing basis just to make sure that what we're doing is actually aligned with the vision. So um, it's one thing to say, all right, you you, know, you might actually get more traffic in Google, or it's another thing to say we have more followers uh, on Instagram, but um, are we getting more leads? And then are those leads aligned with the values that Clever's looking for as a business? And so for for us to be able to reach into there, because it kind of goes both ways, we've been able to reach into their business, see the drivers that make us more effective for them. And I don't think we have that with really any other client. And, you know, there's some clients that I actually personally know better than Michael, but we just have a very transparent, um, sort of pardon the pun, but a straight up relationship with them. And it goes both ways. So, you know, when Michael's not happy, he'll tell us, but when we think that they're, being unreasonable, we'll tell them. And I think that we have to, for all, in order for it to be at its most successful, we have to be honest with each other and say, look, you know, this is, this is crap. This is not working. What can we do to make that better? And I think we definitely have that relationship with Clever. What do you think, Mike? Oh, yeah, to, you know, just so everyone out there knows, uh, I'm not unhappy uh, that often, but Chris <laughs> is right. Uh, it has been, it's great. Um, you know, I'm not a marketing person. Uh, I remember at the beginning of the year, uh, 
you guys were sending us through all these numbers and figures. And as much as everyone out there knows, I love spreadsheets. Uh, I don't understand marketing, so I didn't understand the numbers. So straight away, you know, Chris said, well, how about I commentate the numbers to you and commentate what we're doing? So, you know, just that adapting and giving me a, a 10 minute sort of overview that I can listen to while I'm driving, you know, is the way that obviously you guys at Straight Up are adapting as we're going and um, serving my needs uh, to be able to understand, you know, those numbers. Uh, and that's just one thing that obviously we've evolved over the years. So, yeah, Chris, Chris is right. It, it's been a, an evolving relationship. And um, I do speak my mind. Uh, I think it's the only way to be, um, you know, because I'm not the type that will just hold or harbour. I like to just sort of let everyone know the way I'm feeling and then we can move forward. And that's what we're doing. We're moving forward. And Clever as a brand is moving forward, I believe, on the back of that. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Just, sure. just, just on that point, uh what, what I love about because we do a video recording of, of the monthly reports, and what I love is that you're not actually the only client that we provide kind of like two layers. So, uh, yeah, the average report commentary might go for somewhere between five to 10 minutes. And, uh, and you and one other client, the first sort of 60 to 75 seconds is dedicated really to the high level stuff, not the boring stuff. So, I've kind of I've taken that, that one step further where kind of like, okay, this is like all the non-boring stuff. And then if you want to listen on, and I say that in the recording, uh, yeah, Michael, if you <laughs> yeah. want to listen on, uh, continue on. And invariably, if you're listening to me in the car, it's probably the wrong place to do it. I'd be thinking maybe bed because if you want to you know, get to sleep a little bit easier. Because look, some of those numbers <laughs> are boring. You're right. They're absolutely. But how do the numbers relate back to the strategy? And I think that's the stuff at the start of the recording. Are we on yeah. track? Yes, no. I think that's. Super, super important. And um, you're right. A lot of people didn't understand the numbers until we actually started saying that. And I, I was actually blown away. And I think it was actually you that was the one that said, hey, why don't, you know, or, or the conversation we had, you know, why don't we actually talk about these numbers? And I've had yeah. multiple clients say it makes more sense now. The other thing about it is that it actually gives us even less places to hide, which is good for us because, you know, if we're not, if we're not on a track for where we need to be, and there's no talking about it. There's, you know, we'll talk about it, but we can't kind of gloss over when we have bad numbers, which I think is, yeah, puts us in the spotlight. Oh, 100%. I noticed actually this week when you sent it through that you did exactly that. Okay, Michael, you can switch off now. The rest is going to be boring. <laughs> so at that queue, I switched off. So, <laughs> so that, and again, that, that's just part of our relationship that, you know, we're working together and kudos to you. Now in five minutes, I can understand, you know, what we've done for the last month. So It also it also helps knowing, mate, that uh, Ian is going to listen to the whole thing anyway. So Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> when you're from Texas. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's probably watching the NFL or the baseball listening to the, the loom from Chris Bindley. Yes. They're all up there with each other. The They're only, all up there with each the other. The only thing keeping him awake is listening to the Astros, or watching the Astros, but listening to Chris Bindley's loom of the monthly reports. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's been, you know, I actually, I actually understand the numbers now because of that evolution and the way that Chris commentates that. So it's another thing that you, know, you guys are straight up do. 
is is make it transparent and make it so I guess people like me who have no idea about marketing can actually understand you know what we're doing and then lead into the following you know months to work out strategies around how we're going to keep those numbers going up and I guess you know the one thing that I understand now is that uh, green numbers with arrows pointing up are much better than the red ones with the arrows pointing down so <laughs> Yeah, that's rule 101. That's rule and 101. And I'd also just add one final point to all of those marketing companies out there that are listening. Keep doing what you're doing. It's <laughs> really easy to, uh, to, to look after our customers by telling them what we do and showing them the results. So thank you for being, uh, thank you for your lack of transparency. It, it aids us every day. Michael, I think that the, one of the best things that, that you've done for us is we had a meeting about six weeks ago and we're now starting to develop, well, we just started to develop a roadmap for you guys and, and you wanted a 90-day roadmap, which was great, but probably a little bit, you know, asking a little bit much of, of us at, at this point in time. And the word's ambitious. Yes, ambitious. It was ambitious. But we have now started to work towards that 90-day roadmap and I'd say we're almost there, to be perfectly honest. But I think the best thing you did was was now starting to uh, work with a calendar, which is which is a year, essentially a year in advance where we're putting things in and that 90-day roadmap is very, very quickly going to become a 12-month roadmap, I think. I think uh, that's probably the best thing that, that you've suggested and it made, to make your life easy. And, and initially, we were like, this is going to be hard, but it's actually starting to make our life a hell of a lot more manageable as well. So, you know, well done on that suggestion. I know you're mad on your, mad on your uh, spreadsheets and, and mad on loves the charts. And, and so I guess the calendar works well for you, right? Yeah, and with our team managing, you know, multiple people, managing multiple customers and us having to be organized, it's a way of being able to forecast, you know, what we're all doing. And I'm I'm glad that advice or that discussion that we had has um, you know, helped helped straight up and helped you guys because and that's what it's all about, you know, the the knowledge we have from our business and what works for us. I've been doing this over 10 years now and, you know, I've just learned that forecasting, that future planning, uh, then the clear communication, um, you know, with the way a lot of the systems work now, all your spreadsheets, uh, calendars, all those type of things can be interlinked and multi-shared not only within your own team, but then with our business partners. So um, it's great to hear that, you know, our advice um, or our commentary has, you know, helped you guys, but then also helped the way we communicate. And I think that's the key, you know, the key to any good business is communicating with your business partners and your customers. So, you know, we're, we're continuing to to not only do that with our business partners, but then also put systems in place to communicate with our customers. Uh, Greg Harvey, who we had on uh, episode one, is compiling photos from every single flooring that we are doing at the moment. So we can, one, get them up on our website so our customers can see you know, real live photos that aren't photoshopped so people can see what they really do look like in the shops. We're creating interlink folders that then share in with you guys that you can then, you know, share share out to the general public and then share those links directly with our clients as well. So definitely communication is the key. And I guess it's what we're all trying to do here is um, communicate 
clearly to to everyone that's in our network. It also doesn't hurt when the occasional wine goes across the table, you know, grease grease the hands on the way through. I definitely I watch the the receiving end of that when you leave and there's some pretty uh there's some pretty smiley faces afterwards when the girls realize that it was all worthwhile in the end, right? <laughs> I, I I love to give. I'm a lover, yeah, not yeah. a fighter. But I am glad to hear that um, you know, the girls in the office do enjoy the wine and that's another probably little special touch that we do here is, you know, I know most businesses, the head honchos, the bosses, they're generally the ones getting taken out for dinners and uh, being rewarded. But I like to reward the actual staff who are doing the hard yards, you know, because it is most of the people behind the scenes and, you know, clever wear the same. You know, we've got a, a big office crew that support our sales guys very well. And as I, as I know you guys do as well. You know, there's some hardworking ladies and gents in, in your office. So, yeah, it's great to hear that they do enjoy the occasional bottle of wine that I drop off for them and good to hear that's um, getting me great great brownie points. So I'll make sure I'll keep that coming for them. Yeah, let's be honest. If it was just me delivering, we all know what that would look like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, look, it's it's not all black tie balls and mutual adulation on the on the Clever Choice podcast. We actually sometimes talk about flooring. But this is a good opportunity, Michael, to just quiz you. I had the pleasure of having Michael uh, attend my house last or well, a couple of weeks ago to discuss flooring. Now he's the general manager of Clever Choice, and I said, "Mate, have you got to spare fifteen minutes?" Which became about forty-five minutes. He came to my house and had a look at what we had and was. was Full of suggestions. He gave us all the information, answered all the questions. My wife was completely blown away. Now, one of the things that he said to us was that, um, well, you know, you could do it yourself or you could get someone to lay it. Now, of course, straight away, my answer to that is, please, I'm going to get someone to lay it for me. I'm not going to do it myself. But there's quite a lot of people that uh, DIY their floorboards, right, Mike? Yeah, that's right, Matt. And I guess your place was a, a prime example. Thanks for having me out. And it was great meeting your lovely wife. Um, and as I said, yeah, it is something that you could do yourself, you know, if you weren't busy doing your podcasts. Um, <laughs> and that's the beauty, I guess, of our, a lot of our flooring and the systems that we've put in place is that it is a DIY product. So with all the information that's on our website, um, installation guides. We're now creating DIY videos. You know, we're straight up. So that's the next evolution that we'll be re- releasing soon. But in the interim, you know, our installation guides are very, you know, step by step and easy for the home handyman to be able to lay the floors themselves. In the you know, guise of being transparent here, out of ten, how hard is it to lay your own floor? In your opinion. Oh, that's a good question. I guess there's probably two categories. There's people who are handy. Uh, so for those who are handy, then I'd say, you know, one to ten, you're probably looking, you know, around a seven. There's some simple sort of steps to take. Um, you know, I guess the first step is checking that your subfloor or existing floor is level, allowing for your expansion around the outside. Uh, and then clicking the boards together and finishing off with your nice colour matching trims. 
So for, you know, those home handymen, you know, that, that would pretty much make sense to them. Uh, and I guess from the other point, uh, for the people that aren't handy, we do have a great team of people that can help supply that advice and help. Uh, we've got two warehouses where we welcome people to come in and we're happy to show people uh, how to go through those steps as well. So it is quite a quite an easy product uh, to install. In saying that, you know, there's also advantages of having your professionals. Um, so it is something that uh, I do recommend that if someone is thinking of doing it, reach out first and talk to us and, you know, like you did, have us come around and give you the advice so you can make your own decision. Yeah, absolutely. I guess uh, it's easy. It's an easy one for me because you and I obviously have a relationship anyway, but I think it's great to know that people just from the public can come to, to Yatler or to one of the warehouses and, and go in and ask for advice and you guys are very forthcoming with that. I guess at the end of the day, the more advice you give, the less problems there are for you down the track. 100%. That's one of the ways to look at it. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Look, I'm going to get my floors laid by a professional. I would say that I am, if I put a scale of one to ten of me being handy, no, 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 I think Chris is saying two. I sit somewhere in the middle. I think I think I'm not the least handy. I'm by no means the most handy. I marketing. I do marketing for a living, so I don't work with my hands very often. I've and, seen the videos when you do. Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of bleeping out in the videos. That's probably that a bad. Like that's probably not being fair. But I mean, it was a warm day. Um, the sun was beating <laughs> down. <laughs> Look, and, I'm a, uh, I, look, I'm a sweater. I, there's no doubt I'm a sweater. It's this three is, to five minute video and the, the bombs were dropped quite a yeah. few times, but you got it done. I do tend to take a towel wherever I go. Uh, to, to be fair. That's the, sometimes that's fair. for the ladies. <laughs> but most of the time it's for me. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I'd rather be down the beach than laying floors as well, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, uh, look, yeah, I'll be definitely getting someone in to lay my floor. Uh, but um, de- we're, we're, the process has started. We're very excited, actually. So I think that Michael was very upfront about what his suggestions were for our place. He, he loves the uh, the Australian natural timbers. And uh, my wife, is. Uh, she brought home a sample and it was the spotted gum, which uh, she's in love with. And well, that means you're in trouble, right? Yeah, because, which uh, means I'm in trouble. Spotted gum is a very high quality yes, well, um, finish. So, absolutely. Uh, so, so, Michael, just while, while, while I've got you, I'm going to, I'm going to, us for for some advice here. We spoke again last week about what would be best for our place. High traffic, got a couple of kids, one sixteen, one eight, football boots, gymnastics. What would your What was your suggestion for me? What would you think would work best in our place? Well, I think um, you know, as you said, we the fifteen minutes turned into forty five because I took the time to sort of see your house and realise that you had a lot of real timber. Um, you know, the stairwell stands out to me. Uh, so I think, and I'm sorry, but I think I gave you probably about another 50 hours of sanding and painting and <laughs> other things that yes. I noticed there that uh, could actually enhance the flooring. So for me, the flooring was definitely a fundamental part of, you know, what you're looking at doing. But then there's, you know, other factors around the house. And as I said, I, you, you got a beautiful natural timber staircase. It's right in the center of your house. Um, so once I picked up that, you know, there was a lot of real timber features, uh, throughout your home, I like, you know, I'm a timber guy. I love real timbers. And I think I, you know, said that to your wife and yourself and, 
for me, there is there's a practicality of the products, but then there's the look and you know how the products are going to then accentuate other things within your home. So that's a hard question to sort of say which is the best product for each person. And I guess what we try to do here is go through, um, you know, what I did again at your house was just go through all the features and benefits of all the products. You know, yes, your laminates and your hybrids are going to be very hard wearing, scratch resistant, or massive color palette. So it would work in your home, no problems. Uh, but then you've got your real timbers like your oak and your natural Australian timbers. Um, which, as I pointed out, with some work with that staircase, could really make your home pop. And as you said, your your wife really loved the Australian spotted gum. So I think a lot of it comes down to just our education. You know, us letting everyone know what each product does, how it's gonna, you know, its features and benefits, and then leave the ultimate decision up up to the client. And you know, that's what I know our team is really good at. And and our business partners. Uh, so we've got a lot of business partners out there that we try and pass all that information on. So you, the end customer, can make that right decision. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And again, thanks so much. And i almost 100% certain that we'll be going for Australian Natural Timber and probably the Spotted Gum. Well, I know some flying uh, stores I can put you on to. Yeah, I know you do. I know you do. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I reckon that's been a pretty good episode, episode three. Think about what's happening in episode four, and we've got a pretty exciting guest. Michael, don't we? Who we got? Yeah, we've got Randy from ADFA, Australian Timber Flooring Association, coming on on our next podcast. So we're excited to deep into the flooring industry, get to see you know what, a, what one of our organisation leaders is doing in the industry. Yeah, excellent. I've, I've, I'm looking forward to talking to Randy because, you know, the, the catch, catchphrase for the underlay is we go inside and underneath the flooring industry, and this will be a good opportunity for us to do that. Mate, great episode. Well done, Michael. Thank you for uh, piping in from Melbourne with, you know, a cold. Thanks, Matt. Always a pleasure. To our special guest, Chris Bindley from Straight Up Digital, thank you very much. My pleasure. And if you want to get in touch with Straight Up Digital, you can find them on all social networks and at straightupdigital.com.au if you need any marketing help. And of course, from me, Matthew White, your co-host of The Underlay. Until next week when we see you on the line, it's bye for now. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Underlay. If you want to hear more, Follow us on all good podcast platforms.